We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could give this feeling. I wish I could give this feeling. Yo, welcome to The Corner, your home for MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. I'm Kel Dansby, journalist for BSO. And I'm Andreas Hill, journalist for ShareDog, Ring Magazine, and a bunch of other places you can go find online. And we're coming at you from Insert Coins Bar and Arcade in downtown Vegas. Today, we're talking about UFC Newark, Machida versus Rockhold. going to be a dope card. We also have a great weekend of boxing. There's about three huge matches and of course, yesterday, we had the Mayweather Meteor Workouts. It was a zoo. Yeah. So that's where we're going to start today. Andreas, let the people know what went on yesterday. Well, I mean, all right, let's, let's, let's start with this. I've been covering Mayweather fights since the Hatton fight about almost seven years ago. And I've been to these Meteor Workouts. And Floyd Mayweather Media Workouts, they are a circus. There are a bunch of people in the gym that shouldn't be in the gym. There's a bunch of media there trying to get interviews with Floyd Mayweather that can't. Floyd ends up working out for three hours and sweating everybody out the gym. And then you kind of come away with nothing, right? <laughs> it's like you, you, get, you sit there the entire time and you get any answer that you've heard Floyd say in multiple other interviews. That's something that never changes until yesterday. And it, it was really crazy to just pull up. And it looked like a circus. It looked like Ringling Brothers was in town. I had no clue what was going on. I mean, you had, you had like, tents with merch outside. Like, I'm not buying no merch. I'm a journalist. Why you got merch out here? But they had merch. Yo, I saw people buy merch. I right. saw a guy in, like, a, a Pacquiao Mayweather t-shirt. Like, oh, it's like, we're going to buy merch for the fight. Like, you could have, you felt like the fight was coming. And then there was just mad people outside. And then it was like, oh, is that David Hasselhoff? What is he doing here? The Hoff. Yo, his girlfriend's like 25, and she was legit. Word? 
Yo, she was blonde. She had to be like German or something. Yo, shout out to the Hoff. He's living life. The Hoff, Baywatch, night like. The he Hoff. still got it. Yeah, he's he little gray, little gray in the hair, but he got it. He got oh. more hair than Sting. Yeah, yeah, he do. He definitely has more hair than Sting. But yeah, you know, you see Hasselhoff there. Um, Lil Kim was there. Oh, Lil Kim. Yeah, and people... yo, moment of silence, real quick, <laughs> for the Lil Kim we all know and love. You know, you seen a poster. Just everyone had it in a crib. What happened to the good old days? No Kim with Big. Hold, let me give her five seconds real quick. Alright, that's all she gets. She gets three. A strong three. Because it broke my heart to take that picture and post it online yesterday. Yeah, me too. It's like my Instagram was hit up with what happened? Who slammed the face on the lawnmower? It was like people was hitting with so much stuff. But you know, it's also like a cautionary tale to you young women out there that want to get plastic surgery. Nikki. <clears throat> Chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, chill. Like, your face is eventually going to fall apart. And Little Kim was, you know, that hardcore album cover with the leopard. Yeah, like, everybody, all of us little horny dudes had that. Everybody had that. You see it now, and you're like, what? She's four shades lighter and halfway to Asian? Like, yeah. she's, she's a whole different she, person. She's riding the Orient Express from Harlem. Yo, <laughs> yo, she go in Brooklyn. Nobody knows her right now. That's crazy. Nobody will notice her in Brooklyn. She can walk through the streets. They they wouldn't even know who she is. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. I... Yo, they'll ask her for chopped chicken wings and some pork fried rice. Yeah. Like she's there right now. And you know the funny thing is, is that you know little Kim walks up and we know her, but there was like mad older boxer journalists like, who the hell is that and why is she here? <laughs> yo, one dude was like, oh, little Kim, is she a singer? Yeah. And I was just sure. like. Sure, man. Like yeah, so, something like that. You got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> like it wasn't even worth explaining, yo. And you laughed at me last podcast, but I'm gonna go watch her. Her and R. Kelly, Mayweather man, weekend. Okay. That's Sunday. Um, I I would have known that was her on stage. I would have yeah. thought like, yo, who's this new artist? Like people said about Missy at the Super Bowl. Right. I would have been one of those people. Like, right. yo, who's this new chick? Yeah. But it, it's it's a shame, yo. Her whole face is different. She she looks completely different. And, and you know, at the end of the day, she shows up. People ask me why. She's been affiliated with Mayweather's camp for some time now. She'll show up to fights, and you know she's you know she's not Justin Bieber type, but she's in the middle of it. She's not playing the piano like Ray J was in the middle of the crib. <laughs> <laughs> she's not rapping to her kids, kids or nothing like that. But you know she's part of the camp, so I get why she was there. It was just kind of shocking to see it in person because I haven't seen Little Kim since like I was in college. So to see her now, I'm like, yo, what happened? What happened? She was mad friendly though. Like she yeah, was she giving was. interviews, talking mm-hmm. to everybody. She she was really cooling down to earth. Like I you know, I don't want to like bash her. Right. But you know, her face is melted. But yeah. as a person, oh she's great still, like great personality, real down to earth. And uh, you know, it's just a shame. I can't get past it, yo. I, I wish I could. I, I can't yeah. get past it. You know, we gotta move on. We can't talk about Kim's face for the Yo, I can talk about this for the whole hour. Just <laughs> just everyone know I'm being made to move on from this subject because I can talk about her wax figure, Madame Tussauds face all podcasts. But we'll let her live. Yeah, just just let, let, let Kim live. Let Kimberly Jones live, man. <laughs> Let's talk about Mayweather himself, yo. You know, the man came through. He he didn't come into Bugatti, though. No, which is crazy, because I heard he ordered this Bugatti and had it shipped to him. He was like, I need a Bugatti in 12 hours. It shows up in 12 hours, and he pulls up in a black Suburban that somebody else is driving. So, I don't know what happened. It was dusty. It was a windstorm. Yeah, the windstorm was crazy. I don't know about Bugattis. Like, can it handle that? Like, a there's a lot of... It, a lot of... better for the price of that <laughs> Bugatti. And I mean, it's not like Mayweather can't afford to get another one. Yo, you just throwing away Bugattis? This is like white tees back yeah. in 2000? Like, yo, like it's the three bucks, yo. Let me throw this out. 
Chris so, White tee, like a pair of uptowns. This this is the money that Mayweather's got. He could buy as many goddamn Bugattis as he wants. I mean, you saw his his the mother of his, his daughter rolls up in what a, a, a nice pearly Rolls Royce. It was like you know it was like a car show in the parking lot. The car was beautiful. The the doors opened the wrong way. It wasn't even like Lambo doors. It just opened out, but from the front. And my mind was blown. She just hopped out like she was in a 2004 Focus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was just completely normal. She was like, nah, this is like my Tuesday, right? Yeah, here. it's easy. Easy. This is what I do. I make a baby, and I'm rich. Filthy rich. And she, yo, she was nice, too. Like, it's crazy how down-to-earth these people are yeah. and how redonkulous they have it. Yeah. Like, she just had no clue that it was out of the ordinary to pull up in that. Nah, she's... And it, it's funny because, you know, full disclaimer, I've known Melissa since we were like in ninth or 10th grade growing up in Vegas. So I've been around her when Floyd didn't have anything. You know, he was just a, a boxer trying to get on. And we see him out and, you know, he's just another dude in Vegas at that time. That had nice hands. Nobody knew it was going to turn into this. And she's been with, she's stuck by her side. And, you know, his other mother, his child, Josie, like we knew her. She went to Green Valley High School out here. So, you know, We've seen them, and, and to see them now, and then like with Melissa, it's like, hey, she's still as humble as ever, you know. And it never got to her, and I'm like, wow, like you, you came up. No, they're just they're <laughs> honestly just living, like like it's completely normal, and that's bananas. Like I looked at that car, and I was like, I, that's a crazy paycheck to me. Like if I ever make that money, if I hop out a car like that. Yo, don't even try talking to me, because I'm going to act all new. I'm going to be Adrian Broner. I'm yeah. just telling people right now. I'm going to act a fool. They're like, yo, Kel, you changed. Yeah, I did. The yeah. money the money done got us. Give, give me that real dough. I don't, don't even talk to me. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. This is what we're talking about, a media workout. We're talking about celebrities. We're talking about foreign cars. And we ain't even talking about the workout or what, what came out of the interview, you know? It, it was so second, second I, I guess fiddle in that point like yeah. no one no one was there for that yo people drove down had no media credentials no nothing and stayed outside just to watch him hop out of the whip yeah because then what wasn't even allowed <laughs> in the gym they didn't have the the little wristbands they didn't have any type of credentials or affiliation they wanted to see him get out of the car shake some hands and walk into the building he's like the president with a lot of o's on his check like the O's are crazy. Obama wish he made that money right Shit, now. Shit, Obama needs some more O's in his name. Obama, <laughs> goddamn! If you got that much money, listen. Obama ain't got nowhere near Floyd money. That he's the president, but he on a salary. Like Floyd's his own boss. Floyd slap Obama with a hundred right now. Yeah, ain't no a hundred stacks. The Democrats and the Republicans can't say shit to Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> you know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like you have this this workout, and all these people show up. And we're going to watch him work out. Now, you've been to media workouts for other fighters, MMA fighters. Anderson Silva, comes and screws around, throws a couple of half-assed kicks, and he leaves. Yeah. John Jones like, I'm not working out. I'm going to sign some autographs. Cool. Some boxers, like three people in the gym, and it's all journalists who want to get a quick interview. Cool. Mayweather works out for, what, two and a half hours? Straight. Straight. Like, no breaks. You know, he got his hands wrapped for 45 minutes. That yeah. was, like, the last break he had after that. Ring work. Bag work. It's the same thing. You know, speed bag, everything. Like, so easy and effortless. I mean, when people talk about Floyd Mayweather, it's like he's an asshole or he's... I want him to lose because he's a douchebag or I don't like what he represents. Look, I hear you. But what I'm trying to tell you is this is the hardest working man in sports. 
His training is ridiculous, and that was an aborted version of what he usually does. This is a guy, when I was 18, 19 years old, and we went out to the club, we would go out and see Floyd, and I remember getting in my car and driving, and he was running home. He used to run home from the club. He still does that. And it's like, that's dedication. Because other fighters, you get a little bit of money, you ain't running home in the club, you getting a driver. You know what I'm saying? So Floyd's work ethic is unparalleled in boxing. I saw him like two years ago, yo. He was in a club. I forgot what club it was on the strip. He came in. He got like his little section, mm-hmm. his two booths or whatever. Bottles, you know, sparklers, everything. Ah, cameras flashing. All his people sit down. He takes a few pictures, shades on, all this. 20 minutes later, leans over to the big dude, security dude. He's everywhere. I don't know your name, but shout out to you, my man. Mm-hmm. Leans over to him. He's like, yo, car ready? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, you got my clothes? Dude's like, yeah. He changes into, like, his sweats. He's like, all right, I'm out. And he runs, and the car follows him. Yeah, that's He it. runs. It's by, like, I think he was at the wind or something. Ran straight up Spring Mountain to the gym. It's like 1 a.m. to work out. Yeah, this is what he does. This is what he does and what makes him such a spectacular athlete. Call him what you want outside of the gym. Say what you know. You got Freddie Rose saying Manny Pacquiao wants to beat him down because of you know, his previous transgressions. Look, it doesn't matter. You know, there's some things that people do that you just don't like. But boxing is what that man does. And that media workout was just another example of how focused that Floyd is. Because at the end of the day, it was a spectacle to us. It's another day at the gym for him. Easy. That was light work. Two and a half hours of light work. Like, come on, man. Like, we got two weeks left before mm-hmm. the fight. You know, he got a couple more sparring sessions, all that stuff. I'm sure, uh, especially you, mm-hmm. will be in there. Uh, I'm trying to make some time to go in there and just, you know, just catch it. Just one of these sessions. Just to see, like, yo, you got to see that greatness. Like we were talking about, this whole fight is greatness. It's right. one of the biggest fights ever. It's probably the biggest fight of our generation. Easily. So... We just want to capture every moment of greatness. Like, that's just something dope to say. Like, yo, I saw that. Like, I saw him prepare for this fight. Yeah. Regardless of what happens and just being around it, every little thing you can get is going to be special down the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then, you know, at the workout, because it's the only chance us as media really have a chance to speak to Floyd Mayweather. What's ridiculous is it was like a press conference because he sits in his chair and you got to ask questions that other people can listen to and everybody has the same answers, you know. I love my team. I'm blessed. We'll see what happens. Like I said before, same thing for Floyd Mayweather every single time. Every single time. We got nothing new. Floyd Sr. said he's going to, you know, his son's going to knock out Pacquiao. He's, he's dedicated to him knocking him out. Floyd gave great quotes. Floyd Sr., that is. I mean, but really this whole time it's been him and Freddie Roach talking. Mm-hmm. Manny hasn't said anything crazy. Floyd hasn't said anything crazy. And that's what gets me. Like, yo, if there's anything that makes me feel like this fight's going to be the real deal that neither of them are talking. No, they focused. Yeah, man, Manny doesn't talk too much either, but, you know, usually in training camps, really, he, he clowns around for all purposes. His fam is there. He lets people in. You know, they're joking. Everyone's training. You can see him train. He's laughing. None of that. They shut the gym down. Everything's closed and private. He is focused. And Floyd's the same. Like, there's no talking out of Floyd. Talking time is over. No, the man's grown. He doesn't need, he doesn't need to sell a fight. He doesn't need to sell this fight. This fight, <laughs> this fight sold itself. Yo, it's time for business. And yeah. you stepped in the gym yesterday. You, you saw it. There was celebrities around, women around. God, was there women around. <laughs> Yo, and then, you know, just media everywhere. And you wouldn't know that 
it wasn't just him and his trainers in the gym. You swear it was five people in there. Like, he zoned everyone out. At one point, he FaceTime uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady was like, what up? Good luck. All this stuff. He was like, yeah, man, thank you. All this stuff. Passed the phone back. Got his hands wrapped. Got back to business. Like, he is just unfazed by it all. And, and that's amazing. And Pacquiao, too, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. And the moral of the story is, is that we didn't see anything, but it was a spectacle that mattered. You know, it's like we didn't really get anything newsworthy. It wasn't like, oh, well, Floyd said, no, we just watched him, we saw, and then you got to go, okay, he's ready, you know? So I want to move on to something, because I know we got we have to, some fights to talk about this weekend. But can we talk about Danny Garcia and Lamont Peterson? Yeah. And what happened? <laughs> the robbery to, to a lot of people? I mean, yo, Danny's the luckiest man in boxing. At this point, he, he got it. Jesse Vargas is the luckiest man in boxing. I'm, I'm just going to keep reading. <laughs> I, yo, I haven't seen Vargas fight forever. But I, I know the personal vendetta. Um, <laughs> yo, one day we have to designate a section just for Andreas to just rant and tell you about his feelings about Vargas. Yeah, Vargas, he's not a bad dude. I just Every fight he has, he loses, and then he wins. But, okay, Garcia fight. Garcia. I thought it was going to be easy work for Garcia. Not necessarily like easy, like he's going to go in there and get Peterson out of there, no problem. I figured Garcia has faster hands. He has a hard left hook. Peterson's been knocked out by Matisse, who Garcia beat. Now, I know Styles make fights, but I didn't think Peterson could go out there and handle Garcia for 12 rounds. Now, the fight starts, and Peterson is boxing, putting on a clinic. Dancing. Just sweet feet. So the first thing I notice is Danny's footwork. He's terrible at cutting off the ring. He's letting Peterson do what he wants. Problem was, Peterson didn't throw enough punches. I understand. But to me, he's winning the rounds because Garcia's doing nothing but chasing him around. Yeah, and can't catch him. He's not connecting on anything that's it so as the fight progresses i'm you know i'm looking i'm not tweeting or anything i'm like really looking at this fight i'm like this is odd just kind of watching how this is playing out and peterson flips the switch and turns into the aggressor seventh round the light came on and he starts beating garcia to the punch every time yo like he was landing whatever he wanted it's like come on man all right so at the end of the fight garcia yeah he won a few rounds but i had him losing I think seven to five, eight to four if I wanted to be, you know, an asshole. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's how I had it, and I hear that Garcia wins. Now, it's just not the worst thing I've ever seen, but I'm looking at Garcia as a guy who's had a couple of gifts. He's had the opportunity to shine, and he just has it. You know, ever since he fought Matisse and beat Matisse, I was like, okay, he's a real deal, because I always had him as an underdog. I thought a lot of people were going to beat Danny Garcia. For like two years, I had him as an underdog, consistently. Right. And then when he fought Matisse, I said, all right, the dude is for real. He goes to Puerto Rico, his hometown, fights Mauricio Herrera, and loses the fight. Yes, gets a gift stunk decision. it up. And he gets a gift. Fine. He's at home. You have a bad night, shit happens. You, then you fight Rod Salka? A guy who jumps up two late weight classes and was, like, you know, driving taxi cabs? That's your next dude? See, I thought, okay, you know what? You want a tune-up fight. You want to look impressive off of, you know, the bad Puerto Rico fight. Cool, I'll give you that. You got to fight someone of note next. Right. You got to fight someone that really, really matters. And I wasn't sure if Peterson was that guy. He's a good fighter. Like, Peterson, he's not a bad, he's not a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. He's a good fighter. He got tooled out by Timothy Bradley. Matisse knocked him out. But he beat Amir Khan. And he had a little, you know, steroid drama and all that. But he's a good fighter. And I thought that he would be the perfect litmus test for Garcia to shine because he's a quality name. Then he goes out there and he, he, he just looks terrible. Yo, he just, he's going to be that. 
you know, it's it's cool to be average, a little bit above average. He's a B plus player. Yeah, yo, he's he's that perfect undercard guy. He's a B plus player. Yeah, like Keith Thurman's gonna pass him. Well, All these guys are gonna pass him. But if if you have that Thurman, Garcia second, that's not bad. That's not a bad card. People will watch that. Yeah, but they're gonna have to meet eventually. Garcia is moving up to one forty seven. And I know his dad's like, you know what, ever. maybe you stay at 140. But he's, he's having a hard time making the weight. Money fights at 147. The problem is those guys will eat his lunch at 147. Oh, God. And, and we just saw that. We just saw his face with Peterson. This is what I'm saying. So you have Timothy Bradley. You have Kel Brook. You have Sean Porter. You have Keith Thurman. You have Robert Guerrero. You have I mean, Marquez. Amir Khan is looking better. Hey, I, Garcia was losing that fight. That's the first time I realized that Garcia had problems with moving. He fought Amir Khan and got outboxed, and then he caught him with a left hand, ended the fight. Yeah. Khan has a glass jaw. However, at 147, he's a little bit more formidable. This will be a problem. Danny Garcia, there are guys that he's going to fight. They are salivating over kicking Garcia's ass. I would. Oh, nothing in the past year scares you when looking at him. And and we've been talking about Matisse, talking about him. He fights. He's got Provanikov this week. Provanikov. And they're talking about someone with hands. At Bro, 147. Listen, we have this what? is you got Argentinian versus Russia in a slugfest with two guys who just like to punch the hell out of people and hurt people. If this fight isn't fight of the year for some strange reason, I'm gonna have an issue. Yeah. Like I don't understand. How could this not be fight of the year? This could be no defense. You know they're going at it toe to toe. The ring could literally be a phone booth. You know when they say that? Like, yo, they fight a phone booth. No, like literally these two don't need more space than that. If boxing wants to win people back, you make fights like this. Matisse and Pavadnikov is the best fight that you can make, especially as a primer heading into Mayweather-Pacquiao, which probably won't have nearly as much fireworks. I'm not even sure it's the best fight of the weekend, though. It, it can easily end up fight of the year, yes. Uh-huh. But it can end up in a second-round knockout. It could. And just be over in a blink. And then we'd be like, oh. I mean, you look at the other fights. we got Crawford fighting. Well, Terrence Crawford, he's a, he's a savage. Beast. Switch hands. He's got power in both hands. He's, he's, he's moving up in weight. Scary guy. Always puts on a show. He, Crawford, to me, he's the next guy that has to fight someone for him. He'll definitely get that. No I more mean, fighting in your backyard. Like, it's cool to sell out in Nebraska and to give, you know, the people who supported you the whole time a quick look. But it's time to step up to the big ranks. It's time to come to Vegas. It's time to do something more. Well, it's, it's coming. I mean, he, you know, he was a Boxing Writers uh, Associated America Fighter of the Year last year for good reason. He, he had three excellent performances. The Gamboa fight was excellent. Yes, The incredible. adjustments that he made were excellent. He's moving up to 140, the land where Adrian Broner dwells. Like, who wouldn't want to see Terrence Crawford and Adrian Broner fight? Adrian Broner doesn't want to see that fight. No, Everyone else would love it. You know, but he has got to get, he's got to get past Dorman this weekend, and Dorman's no pushover. I want to go back to Pavanikov and Matisse. Can I get an official prediction? Oh, I have Pavanikov winning. How? KO. I'm not predicting this going to the cards. I, I'll give you, I'll give you a eighth round KO. Both guys hit, both guys hit the mat. Yeah. Uh, not like crazy, but you know, someone's gonna get dropped to the knee. Someone's gonna get stunned real quick. Take the standing eight. But I have Provodnikov landing the shot, and I know it's not the popular opinion. Like, you know, Matisse is probably the better overall fighter. Provodnikov, I just think, is looking great in this camp. I've seen camp pictures, videos, everything. Man, he looks good. I haven't seen him look this good in a long time. 
he's got a lot to make up for for the Algeria fight too. And, and for Matisse, he's got his, you know, he had his trouble with John Molina. And we saw John Molina not do anything against Adrian Broner, but, you know, his styles make fights. Yeah. But Matisse shows some holes, and he can get hurt. And Provodnikov is a guy that could probably hurt him. I just don't know, you know, it, I ha- it's really a toss-up at the end of the day. Um, but I'm going to roll with Provodnikov. I think he's going to land the harder punches. I think he's going to be the aggressor. And I think he's going to touch Matisse's chin one too many times. I don't know if it's going to... Ended a knockout, though. I have this strange feeling that these two are going to respect each other and hurt each other, and we're going to have a great fight. You know, like, a, we, uh, hopefully we can have a Morales Barrera type slugfest. But uh, for some reason, I see this thing going to this. 12 rounds of that's going to be rough, especially without the ref stopping it. Because yeah. af- after a while, you know, you just let a guy take so much of a beating. And they're going to be going back and forth. There's neither, There's no quitting. Either of these guys. Dog, I'm lying. Somebody's getting knocked out. But yo, it's <laughs> not. It's like yo, it's, I, I don't even see it. Like that's that's the easiest money bet this weekend. Like, don't pick this to go twelve. Yeah, you're right. So then, okay, we got Crawford. Crawford, we're, we're both picking Crawford. Obviously, Terrence Crawford. I'm, I'm not gonna say buy whatever he wants, but kind of buy whatever he wants. Yeah, the guy adjusts, which stances. He knows what he's doing. I talked to him this week. You know, he's ready. He wants to take that next step. It's his first fight at 140. He's got a lot to prove. You know, he's still a virtual unknown. Um, he was really an unknown in 2013. You know, he, uh, he fought Bradis Prescott on short notice and came out on top and shocked everybody. So he's a guy that I think everybody needs to watch. And if he puts on a great performance, yeah, he's coming to Vegas. He's going to yeah. put somebody's on the card. Yeah, it's about that time. And then the last fight, oh God, this, this hurts my heart. Chavez Jr. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who looks like he goes to Roberto's before every single fight. He doesn't care. And I don't know what it takes for him to care. Like, what's going to turn around for him? What's going to make him that marquee guy? Because really, he should have been fighting Cotto this time. And there's no reason that he didn't take that fight. He doesn't deserve it. I mean, the thing is, I mean, he's supposed to fight Golovkin last year. He doesn't want those problems. Here's the thing. When you grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth because your dad's one of the greatest Mexican fighters of all time. Correct. um, You kind of think that you just got it like that and you can do whatever you want and win. And he learned that against Sergio Martinez that you can't do whatever you want and win. Does Chavez Jr. have talent? Sure, he's got talent. Tons of talent. But I've been watching him for a long time. He's not that good. You know, he's got to work hard. He doesn't work hard. He doesn't want to work hard. And he can sell, though. Of that's, course he can sell. That's the Off key. of his name, though. He can sell, and he has to fight someone to sell. Nah, I mean, you know, he, he'll, he'll sell this fight. He's going to get built up, and somebody's going to beat him down. He, he's just never going to work on his craft. I'm sorry. The dude's, he's never going to take his, his, his craft seriously. He's going to smoke weed when he feels like it. He's going to eat Mexican food whenever he feels like it, whatever the hell it is that Yo, he he's eats. He's going to walk around at 190, He doesn't care, 200. man. He doesn't take this thing seriously because he still sells tickets. But he's going to have to get served. Yo, being knocked out can't be fun. Sooner or later, he's going to go through like the gauntlet of fighters and just going to continuously get knocked out. Like He can't beat Cotto. He can't beat Triple G. Who is, who is he going to fight? Like He can't keep fighting people who are just blatantly outclassed in fights and hoping to sell tickets. No, nah, I mean, sooner or later, like, you can't have problems with Brian Vera, man. I mean, Brian Vera? Like, come on, man. It's... You're Chavez Jr. You have a lot to live up to, and you're you're out here barely beating up plumbers and you know guys who chop my wood. With that being said, are you picking him to win? Of course. I mean, Fonfair is not good enough, unless you know Fonfair just comes out and just does what Buster Douglas is. And I don't think I'm not gonna say Fonfair is that much of a underdog, but Chavez Jr. is just 
he does what he wants to do when he gets over because he's matched up properly. Fon Farrell has to win by knockout, right? He's not getting a decision. I doubt it. I doubt he gets a decision. So Yeah, no one's know, giving him a decision. You know, he, he'll get – this is what will happen. We'll have the show next week, and we'll talk about how bad Chavez Jr. looked and won. Yeah, and we'll just wait for him to fight Cotto in the spring or nah, in the fall. Nah, he's probably too big for Cotto now. He's, he's a big guy. He's, he's, he's getting he's big. A big. I mean, guy. but once again, Triple G will just Which, eat his lunch. Nobody's fighting him. Like, Triple G, forget about it. Like, that, if that fight would have happened, it would have been great for Triple G. Put his name through the roof. But then it would just end Chavez's life. <laughs> you know? Find somebody. He's going to have to act in novellas for the rest of his life or something. Call his dad. Like, you're going to have to do something. Sell cars in Mexico. It's over. He's going to send him to Telemundo. That's yes, it. All day. He'll be on the soup. <laughs> oh, God. So... All right, that's our boxing talk for today, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. When we come back, we're talking WWE on Here to My Eye. When we walked in here, talking about Daniel Bryan being injured, and uh, we got way more WWE talk with the pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Alright, welcome back. So, we promised you WWE talk. We're going to talk WWE. Indeed. And uh, Andre's making me cry about Daniel Bryan. I can't believe. You can't get rid of the yes, yes, yes. Like, every time? Every time he grabs a belt and gets gets a little bit of a push and gets hot, he can't be injured again. He's, he's having health issues again. It's been reported that Daniel Bryan's neck is bothering him. Again, or, or the shoulder is bothering him again, and uh, they don't know how, how this is going to pan out. You know, this is the second time he's come off of WrestleMania, took home a belt, and they, they might have to take it off of him again because he, he, his health is in question. So now you start to wonder, was the WWE right when they when they took the belt off of him before because yeah. he was injured? And then right for not putting him in the main event because he's he's got injury issues? Yo, you can't trust him. Yeah, like, what was he supposed to do? Go beat Lesnar and do what? Give it up again, again. to Lesnar? Like, what was going to happen? These young kids would have never got to where they need to be. And you know what? Maybe he's not the face of the company. It, it, it's just how it has to be. Maybe he's going to be a, a young, stone-cold type of guy where, you know, he wrestles two or three times a year. You get a yes chant. Or you make him corporate and just say he's going against the authority and you have Daniel Bryan's guys. Hey, there you go. Maybe he ushers in the new wave of young guys. It's crazy because, you you know, you kind of see that they were protecting him by putting him in six-man tag matches. And you're like, oh, what? I wonder what's wrong. I didn't think he was hurt. Um, but it, it, it does make, you know, I know Vince and Triple H is in there. They're like, eh, I told you so. Like, he's, he's having a hard time staying healthy. So... Where that leaves him in his future, I don't know. He's one of the great performers. He's one of the greatest wrestlers that we've seen coming from the indies. But, you know, you have to wonder, is this going to be we nearing the end of the road of Daniel Bryan? Yo, if we are, it's sad, but it could be worse. There could be no one to take his spot. True indeed. And, and I, feel, I feel all right with it. I feel like there's more people coming up, you know, that can really give a good push and that can hold those titles. You know, they, they gave the titles meaning, so let's keep the titles with some meaning. So who's going to be the next champ? I'll give it to Ambrose right now. Right now. And, and they're 
burying Ambrose. They, they, I mean, they, this is what they've been doing with Dean Ambrose's character is stupid. Horrible. It's stupid. And he's still putting on great matches, if you yeah. ask me. He, he's good. I'm kind, I'm kind of sick of the jeans and the, the tank top look. Um, it's supposed to wear like a singlet. Did we just I, I have this know. conversation? I don't know about uncomfortable man tights. Yeah, no, I get. I'm not saying tights man, and knee pads. But, but what I'm saying is, put on. You know, like the shield gear worked for Ambrose. Yeah. Reigns has a physique where he could walk around, and you know, he's he's a he's a big dude hiding his physique. Ambrose isn't as big as Reigns. You could put you know Ambrose in that type of gear, and it works. The, the tank top and the jeans, and they just kind of, he's like middling right now, just kind of, he has a good match with Cena, and now he's beefing with Luke Harper, who nobody cares about. Yeah, and it's like, and, and which Harper, Harper is actually surprising me. Harper he's a good go. wrestler, but, yeah. but you do. It's like, this this championship is is, is just kind of hanging around. Dolph yeah. Ziggler needs to have Oh, time. God, I knew you were going to bring up your boy You Dolph know I was going to bring up Dolph Ziggler. Dolph? The show off? Yo, Dolph is, this is his ceiling. IC title is his ceiling. You're ridiculous. That that's it. Like it just it's cool, yo. He's a clone of Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect wasn't cut out for the title either. Like and for, why for the main he? belt. Why? Because they buried him and he wrestled too well. No, because he was injured all the time. Mr. Perfect was he he lived his whole life in WWF injured. When he was in AWA and everything else, he was the man. He came and he looked good. He was paired up with the genius, and I think he beat Hogan on a Saturday Night Vape Main event with the pr- perfect flex. Yeah. His promos, because he was injured, were, were legendary. The dude was—he was proud to be a star. He was just injury prone. So, to, to you just paid the ultimate compliment to Dolph Ziggler. Yo, by Dolph can to wrestle. He can. Yo, he is top three, top five in the company right now. Pure wrestlers. He's not cut out for the big time, and. Great, he can be the holdover guy for the IC title. I want more out of that guy. I want more storyline. I just don't want get in the ring and go. I know wrestling purists are going to be like, what? Yeah, like me. No, I, yeah, I don't care. I want something more out of that title. I want flamboyant Shawn Michaels out of that title. When he came out and it was him, Razor Ramon, and he walks under the ladder because he doesn't care about being jinxed. Dolph can and do he's that. Like, Dolph, disrespecting Dolph, Dolph gets in the ring and he goes. That's it. When was the last time you heard him cut an amazing promo? An amazing promo? I, I mean, a really above-average promo. I mean, I, I've always liked his promos as a heel when he was with Vicky. I, I liked it. When he, when he won the title, I loved it. I mean, there's a reason why everybody pops so hard after WrestleMania when he beat Del Rio for the title. Ziggler's got it. He's just, the concussions hurt him. It does. I mean, the concussions scare people to death. So, I mean... You can't protect him. I mean... He hasn't been hurt in a while. So he can have a run with this stuff. If you want to give the title meaning, I say Ziggler can have that. Yo, Ziggler... You want to give it to Ziggler? Give it to him. But that means Bray Wyatt has to take it off. Well, I mean, Bray Wyatt... I mean, if we're talking about Bray Wyatt, the hell are we doing with Bray Wyatt? He needs to get back with the Wyatt family. We need to build that again. The Wyatt boys need to be a tag team. Let them run free down there. And have Bray build that up. I don't even know. Bray just had a promo on Raw. We're going to yes. talk about Raw. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what he's talking about. Okay. So it doesn't matter. He like carries yo, he carries the show by himself. Yeah. That's what I want out of an IC champion. Like every time he can carry the show. Imagine him cutting promos with that belt. Uh, you see, the thing is he doesn't need a belt. Like he's one, <laughs> he's one of those guys. All right. Bray Wyatt doesn't really need a title. He's almost like an enigma of sorts. Like when the Undertaker was an enigma, you just wanted to see him wrestle. Other guys can validate a title. I don't think Bray Wyatt needs a title. It's cool for him to have it. When Mankind had that belt, 
I remember Mankind used to come to the ring and just sit in the bottom of the turnbuckle and, like, hug the belt and rock back and forth. And, like, yeah, that was cool. Yo, it's so dope. Like, he's just so weird. But your Intercontinental Champion, the history of the IC title are guys who work. The best worker in the company. Bret Hart was perfect when he had it. Ravishing Rick Rude, who's one of the greatest wrestlers never to hold a major title. These Sean, guys, Sean is, HBK yep, coming I mean, up, you know, and it's like, I want to see guys like Ziggler. I want to see, I see title matches should be guys who can put on damn near five-star matches. And Ziggler, he's not the best. He's an excellent seller. He takes bumps like hell. The guy's crazy for it. But he's that guy that I can see working a ton of great matches with a lot of talent. With the concussions and everything, I, I don't want to just see technical wrestling. I mean, it's great, and like you said, you want the best technical wrestler to hold the title, but give me them in over-the-top matches. And can you do that with him? I just saw him in a ladder match. Everyone else was flying through stuff. Did you remember him doing anything out of control in that match? But he's done stuff like this before, man. Like, and he gets concussed. He got concussed before. Leave him alone. <laughs> like, out. can you put him in Hell in the Cell? Yes. Can you put him, even on Extreme Rules, which we're going to talk about, yes. how safe can you make it for him? Can he do what Dean Ambrose did and get suplex, or was it super power bomb I mean, I outside? Come on, dog. I don't think Dean Ambrose can continue doing what Dean Ambrose did. That, that was a special moment. He, had, he took that bump. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dean Ambrose ain't doing He's not Mick Foley. No, we saw someone like Neville take a super kick last yeah. week from, I mean. From, from who? Okay, hey, thanks. all right. Dolph delivered a great one. Wasn't it? And he took that. It, that was a, an incredible sell. Took mm-hmm. it to the grill. Yeah. Because he got a mouthpiece, and he doesn't have a history of concussions. You can do stuff when you don't think about every time getting injured. And it's the same thing with Daniel Bryan. Why take the belt off of someone who is injury prone and give it to someone else you have to baby and coddle? You Let's don't have to baby go. him anymore, man. Come on. Let, give him a chance. People are going to get hurt. That's just what happens. It, it just happens. Wade Barrett was the champ. How long was he out? Oh, yeah, he was out for. I mean, they're trying to give him the belt again. Yeah, I mean, you got Sheamus, who could carry that title. Yo, I can't do it with the hair. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. The hair and the beard? Anything but him being a face. He's a heel. The dude's like, not a face. He's, he's not. got braids in his care. beard. I don't care. He's he got beads. It works. He's trolling you by looking like that. He got looks like beads in the beard. Yeah, he looks stupid. I get it. Oh, I get it. God. But it works, man. The entrance works. It works. It's the best I've seen Seamus in a long time. I hated Seamus as a face. Horrible face. Horrible face. Way better heel. Like stupid, Was it, Kmart commercials? <laughs> stupid. Like, get out there and broke kick somebody. Like, I like that when he put Triple H. I like, I like that Seamus. Yo, he's been bro-kicking everybody, though. Yeah, I like it. He I got like that. Like he it. looks retarded, though. Like, He does. He looks slow. Yo, like, he just, he can't do it, yo. Like, he gotta just trim it down. Take the braids out. You gotta do something different. Like, they just came back and was like, yo, we're making you as over-the-top as possible. And you know what? If he is gonna be stupid, at least he holds the belt and he's stupid. It gives me something different he's, than just vanilla Dolph Ziggler. It's tr- uh, stop it. All right, moving on, because I can't keep having you disrespect <laughs> before, the show off. Man. Before we go... To extreme rules and preview that. I want to take a second out. Okay. I can't go through the whole podcast without seeing how you feel about the retirement of AJ Lee. Oh man. Alright, I'm gonna say this first and foremost. As a worker, AJ Lee was good. She wasn't great. She okay. was really good as a worker in the Divas Division. However, what she brought to the table was amazing for that division. And that's why she carried it. And I get why she left. 
your man is beefing with the W. You know, if you can't come home and talk about your job ever, it's not like seeing Punk Punk hear any of that shit. Hey, honey, you know, I had this match with Brew Brothers. Shut up. I don't want to hear any of that shit. Yeah, don't, don't even talk to me. I'm about training that. MMA with Duke Rufus. Like, he doesn't want to hear anything about pro wrestling anymore. So at a certain point, you know, AJ was like, ah, I got to make babies now. So Yeah, I was going to say, she's going to have kids, make cookies. Like, what, she what is she that going six to pack, do? Yo. yo, she's going from 300 days on the road, fast life, to what? Like, to chilling. Bored out of her mind. Is she? I mean, I don't think. See, the thing about, like, AJ Lee and CM Punk, I don't think they're necessarily missing. I think AJ Lee will maybe make eventually come back. I don't think she's going to miss it for a while. I think she's going to be a wife. I think she's going to go to Blackhawk games with Punk. I think she's going to cheer him on when he fights in his first UFC fight. And I think she's going to enjoy that. She'll eventually get bored and come back. But right now, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think she's going to enjoy it. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss a little crazy. Yo, ass. when athletes retire and then they have to spend, like, time around their wives... You'd be surprised. They'd be like, yo. Divorce. Divorce. Like, I can't do this. Like, when you're just not around someone all the time, it's a whole different dynamic. Like, now you got to look at the same face every day for, like, 14 hours at home with nothing to do. She'd be like, hey, babe, do you want a Chipotle tonight? I'm like, I don't want no Chipotle. I'm going to Popeye's. And then. It turns into a fight. That's a fight. Yeah, That's- like, everything's going to be a fight. Like, it's just going to wear on her. And she'll be like, yo, I can't take this guy no more. Like. You, it's just not what they're built to do. Like I, I, I wish them the best. Um, if AJ for some reason becomes single, I'm sure all of our listeners on the podcast are gonna be the happiest people ever, and uh, that's gonna be the biggest shoot your shot day mm-hmm. in uh, wrestling Twitter history. But mm-hmm. <laughs> for for right now, like I just don't see why she'd quit. He drives every day from Chicago to train and back. He's not there for 14 hours. What are you doing? Unless she has a pool boy who is extremely lucky. I don't know what she's going to fill her time with. She'll be all right, man. Let, let's just, AJ Lee will be all right. She's going to take her time off. She's going to do what she's got to do. I mean, like I said, it had it had to wear on her to be away from home and know her husband just hates what you do. You know what's funny? I was looking through my Instagram one day. And I two years ago in whatever the, the time thing is, I can't, what's the name of the damn app? Yo, I, I see it I all the time. Know. Yeah, but like when I was people looking post their old joints. I was looking through it, and I saw a picture at UFC something from a couple years ago with CM Punk and Lita. And I was like, I thought AJ and CM Punk have been together longer than this. That's what has my concern more than anything else. They haven't been together that long. Punk was putting his punks in Lita recently. Yeah, little punks swimming everywhere, huh? Yeah, man, punk is... Yeah, punk, I don't... It's going to be interesting. They got I, the juice. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting. We'll see how it goes. I'm just happy. That hopefully this carves out like a little space for Sasha Banks and to bring the boss to WWE. I watch Total Divas every single week You're if crazy. you add Sasha Banks. Oh, like, I thought you already watched it. No, no, no. I don't, I don't watch it at all. Yeah. I mean, gr- good show and people like it and women like it, whatever it may be. And that's why the Bella has the belt and it sells. To each his own. I'll watch it every single week, religiously, if Sasha Banks is on that show. Girl is good, man. She's good in the ring. She's yeah. great on the eyes. Sasha, what up? You know, in case you're listening, what up? Loaded gun. Look at Yo, you. Yo, hey, can I shoot my shot? I mean, we we got the podcast for Can you let go, me? Go for can, it. Yo, I hope she comes on this podcast soon. It's going to happen. And when she, and when, arrives, when she comes it's on, be interesting. you know, I'm not calling her anything but Bay. That's it. The mm-hmm. whole time. I'm only going to refer to her as Bay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like, yo, it might make you uncomfortable. And you're Bay. You don't even know it. You got to chill. Yo, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. 
I'm not going to crush on many people on a wrestling, boxing, MMA podcast. It's just not the nature of what we do. Sasha Banks is the one. Okay. Right. And, and shoot, shoot your shot, Kel, is going to be in full effect. You can have that. But now, but now let's just be serious for a minute. What happens to the rest of this Divas division? Honestly, though, they, they have to push the NXT women up because Total Divas is carrying the, the Divas division, and it's a reality show. Like, mm-hmm. right now, they are loving hip-hop. And they're putting the belt on the equivalent of Jocelyn Hernandez. Damn, that's horrible. <laughs> but that, that's what they're doing. Like, yo, who gets the most ratings? You have the belt this week. And they're not doing it by, yo, who can go? And that's something that has to change. And to their credit, the women are getting better as wrestlers. I, I don't know how. But they are getting <laughs> better as wrestlers as they become more popular on this television well, show. Well, they kind of have to. It's like they need more TV time. But you know what's interesting? Like, I was watching Raw and, you know, they turned Naomi here. They and, did. And great I get, move. Which is great. In a, it's weird, and I get it because, you know, um, I think Jimmy Uso's out for six months. Yeah, shoulder, so, shoulder, shoulder. Yeah, so now you got to, you gotta, you know, I don't know what Jay's going to do. He can't be a singles wrestler. It's not really going to work. It's just job. So you turn Naomi heel. But now you look at the Divas division, you got like 3,000 heels in what, Paige? Yeah. <laughs> Who are the faces of the Divas division? Um, no, I mean... The Bellas will have to go super, super face. They suck. No, they're horrible faces. Keep them as heels. No, you gotta, gotta give them face. Like, no, you don't. They drive the ratings on the show. So keep them as heels. They're not faces. The Bellas are horrible faces. First of all, they're terrible actresses. Their, <laughs> their rivalry, that beef, they had to dissolve it because it just was stupid. Like, you watching and you're like, this is horrible. Why did you do this to me, Bree? Ah! Like, yeah, yeah, that was wretched. That's the worst. Keep them as heels. Let Bree and Nikki do whatever they do. But, so what do you, you got to bring up Charlotte? Yeah. I mean, because you can sell Charlotte as a face off of the strength of Rick. So you bring Ric Flair out, Charlotte out. I don't even need to think you need to do that. Charlotte could just go on her own. Oh, I mean, to the general public, yeah. you got to sell it as Ric Flair's daughter. I mean, daughter. Rick eventually and comes. she has course. to come out with the, you know, the whole dance, the the alligators biting my feet. Like, the, the, that well, whole thing. It can't be too corny. It has to be corny and gimmicky. You no, gotta, no, 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 and you gotta no. just oversell the face. Because everyone else is heels. Everyone has to make fun of her. It's Don't do She that. can't just be a face and then be like, oh, well, we're just gonna be for no reason. You, They have to pick on her for being Ric Flair's daughter. And you gotta send her out with the full robe, everything, yeah. and just oversell it and have her, like, silver spoon in the mouth. You're only here because of your dad. We hate you. Oh, my God. All this stuff. And that's how you make her face. I hate everything you just said. That's how they have to sell it. I hate and she it. can go in the ring. That's I what hate, you care listen, about, right? I you hate. She can go in the ring. Listen, I hate what you said like you hate Little Kim's face. I hate <laughs> it. Look, I don't want this to be a Saturday morning school special. Oh, don't pick on me. I'm going to fight back. Look, Charlotte can wrestle. People know who she is. She doesn't need to be picked on. She just needs to go in there and work. And that, and that means she needs to go in there, cut a promo, and work. Yes, Ric Flair can be there. Yes, we can do that. But I don't want that to be the crux of her existence. You got, like, Natalia and Charlotte can go. Like, because what's going to end up happening is Paige is going to need an ally. The only person left that we haven't seen in God knows how long is Tamina Snooker. Because she's been hurt. And yeah. she's due back. And the rest of the Divas division is just a bunch of, eh, so-so people. Charlotte can go in there and kind of go beast mode and be the one that gets rid of the, the Bellas. That wouldn't be bad. I mean, all, your, all that, that uh, robe, ugh, that's no, horrible. It's, it's very Vince McMahon, isn't it, huh? I'm, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking like Vince. That's bad. That's scary. Uh, so, we're going to talk about Extreme Rules, but you know what? We're two weeks out from that. Mm-hmm. Let's push that, you know, to next week. You know, you guys can stay tuned for that, because there's something else I want to talk about. What? 
Wuhan Nation. Man, yeah. What? What a signing by WWE and NXT. If you guys aren't familiar, pause the podcast. It's only time I'm going to tell you stop listening to us like for two seconds. Pause the podcast, go to YouTube, type in his name, YouTube him, see his like move set and some of his matches. Give it like five minutes. Come back and you'll just be in amazement right now. That, that guy's, he's, as long as he doesn't get saddled with a bad black gimmick. Oh, yes, a boss. Yes, a boss. I can that, do a backflip. Uh, that guy can go. And plus, he's got, for one, he's got the physique like of a Lashley, right? Remember? Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the bald look, like he's got the body for it, but he's, he's short, athletic though, right? as hell. He's a, little, he's a little on the small side, but you know, like guys like him and Brian Cage, they cut it up in the Indies. But him coming over and going to NXT, that's that's going to be great. To see him, I don't know how, what they do with him because now it's getting crowded over there. You look at the NXT's line, I and mean, they're crowded. There's a lot of talent in that one-hour show. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, at this point, there's guys who can't even fight on every episode. No. Like, it's just they're breaking up rivalries, which is good. It keeps stuff fresh as well. Yeah. But, you know, these guys are going to have to start getting pushed up and, and moved up to the main roster. and it, It's fair. You know, they fast-tracked Owens a little bit and... Well, and yeah, Balor and some of those guys aren't ready to, to have go. to go. It's like, cause, all right, so you look at guys in NXT like Solomon Crow, which has been a failure since they brought him over. Horrible. And then you have um, Baron Corbin, who we feel like we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, we haven't seen him uh, since the last uh, against Bull. Yeah. Um, Revolution. Yeah, and then you've got you know you have your tag teams. You know you got the Lucha Dragons up there now. You got Neville up there now, which is they're both they're both working Neville's out well. Neville's incredible. Yeah. But you can only kind of fast track one at a time to the to the main car because then it's, you're servicing too many storylines. So it's like, where does Uha fit in? When does he come in? Does he immediately enter the title picture? Because there's only one title next to you, and it seems like everybody's chasing after you. Everybody else after that is just having good matches. I think they bring in a new title. Do they? For an I hour think, show? I think Once so. Once a week? Once a week. So what, do you have two matches a week? No, I mean, they have four right now, right? They got the super quick Barely. one. They have a Divas, and they got two more. Yeah. So, I mean, you got four joints in in an hour i mean yeah you're gonna have to have two titles and one title you defend one week the next title you defend the next and then boom boom and just back cool. i don't want to see another title there it's expanding so fast yeah and no. the talent's expanding so much mm-hmm. you have to add another title no i'm okay i'm sure we'll see it in the next two months we'll it, see another time once the show is the show expands to two hours fine but right now it's a one hour show there's only room for one oh time. don't mess it up don't bring it to two hours like but that's what i'm saying you can't have a, a million promos like, nah, I, don't, I, can't, I can't. I can't do it. I can't deal with two titles right now. They can barely handle one. The WWE can barely handle a title in the main roster. To bring two, and then you have the Divas and the tag team titles. It's too much. It's it's going to be weird. Then I don't I don't know where he fits in. Hopefully they don't put him in a tag team. It looks like they're going to let him organically build too. They're not bringing him in with the a claim of a Owens or a Balor or anything like that. They're no. going they're going to say earn it. Yeah. You know you you have your following and everything else, but you got to earn it. And hopefully this lets him build his character. I hope so. And, you know, not rushing him to the main stage or making him part of the New Day. Oh, God. New Day? Sucks. So. <laughs> Clap a snap. I don't, let's not talk about that <laughs> So, you know, just, just not rushing him into that scenario is it, really good for him. And uh, hopefully, you know, it, it works for that entire class. They brought in some really, really good people in this international class. They, they, they have, and now it's like we're getting to the point where, again, we're old, we have a lot of talent on that roster. So it, after that, it's like, well, who are you signing? The Briscoes turned it down. Have you heard about this? Yeah, they just resigned. Yeah, with ROH. Yep. 
Yeah, because and the ROH deal was sweeter, which I'm trying to figure out what the hell WWE offered them. Oh, I think they offered them a trial. Same thing they they offered these yeah, the Bruce, latest class. It's you're not guaranteed. Yeah, Briscoes are too good to be doing a trial with anybody, especially in a in a in a a, a company that is uh, struggling with tag teams. Briscoes are coming in and work. Yeah, easy. They would work. Um, random question: Where is Bubba Ray Dudley? Yo, he just popped in and popped right out, right? He popped in. quick. Yeah. What up? I'm here. Can we get like a Dudley reunion on the indie circuit? Like a real one? Like let him tear up New Japan? That's just, it's just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I mean. Dudley's like my, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. It'd have to be a quick run through the indies because, yeah, it, it's weird to say, but hardcore isn't in anymore. But they can, they can wrestle. The Dudleys can go. I mean, that's, you need those, those stiff guys that kind of run over these little athletes you know, you need somebody yeah, everyone's to an athlete. That is true. You know, it's like the Ascension just aren't it. You know, the Ascension sucks. They're horrible. They can't work. The they Dudleys just can work. Yo, Lucha Dragons just got pushed right past them. Well, because that the division is horrible. Um, we'll see what happens with primetime players. I love the promos that they're cutting yeah, right they're now. They're doing great. Yo, yeah. I, they got me interested. Yeah. yeah I, I yeah. love the promos they're cutting. Titus O'Neil's finally getting in. He, he's another guy who has a look, and I don't know what the hell they're doing. But back to, um, let's go back to this NXT. Um, there's a lot of guys in the indie circuit that are, you know, they look like they could fit in NXT, but they're not. So I think it's time to talk about our next pound for pound list. Yeah, P for P for this week. We have five guys we want to see and or multiple people, mm-hmm. but five slots that we want to see filled in NXT this year. Okay. And people we want to see go, people we want to see get that push in the NXT level and see their characters build and, and take that next step from the indies to, to the big leagues as it is. Start off with your list and... uh I'm sure our list is going to be drastically different. I yeah. mean, you're, Maybe. you're all about the indies. Yeah. And uh, I'm still new to it, obviously. You know, you put me on. Yeah, our yeah. boy Ryan put me on, and I'm catching up on everything. But your depth of, oh, yeah. of knowledge is just crazy. So I, I watch can't entirely, wait to hear this. As a grown man, I watch entirely too much wrestling. Like, <laughs> it's something I can watch when I'm working. But So my list is, is interesting because some of these guys I just don't want to see in NXT. But... For, for my own selfish reasons, like an underground hip-hop group, I never want them to go mainstream. So, number one on my list is AJ Styles. Okay. AJ Styles has, ever since he left TNA, this guy has kicked it into another gear. G1 Climax Tournament last year, um, his, his title run with the Bullet Club, his match at the top of the year with Tanahashi was amazing, and then he just fought Koto Ibushi at Invasion Attack last week and put on damn near another five-star match. Ever since I saw AJ Styles wrestle TNA like 10 years ago, I was like, that dude's amazing. Why is he not in WWE? And now I see it. Because they'll, they'll just screw it up. They don't know how to use him. They have no idea. So I'm, I'm totally fine with him not signing. I'm sure he probably makes more money doing the NGPW circuit and then showing up at ROH and PWG where he'll probably be in Battle of Los Angeles again this year. Is he probably making more money doing that spot dates than being on the road with WWE. So number two on my list is Samoa Joe. Another guy I don't want to see in NXT. I think it's a waste of time. He's oh, too it's damn happening, good. though. You know he's, too, happening. he's just too good to be in NXT. He's too good. Some guys just need to go to the main roster. You don't need development. It's a waste of time. You're risking getting hurt. What's he going to do, beef with Owens and then clog up the, the top of the division? Because you can see those two guys go forever. They can really get Rhino out of there, though, just, just to let it be clear. Get Joe in the, in the main roster if he's going to do anything, and then you utilize him right or don't utilize him at all. But he'll be there. That's number two. Um, the Young Bucks, another team that will never sign with the WWE because they just do too well in the indie circuit. Best tag team on the planet right now. There are the Rockers with just ridiculous super kicks. Um, 
and you put them in the WWE, and then Vince goes there too little, and they got to lose, and then it's just not fun anymore. So I don't want to see them there. Um, Ricochet is on my list as well. I'm gonna have the Young Bucks will be three together. Yeah. Ricochet, who's Prince Puma in, in Latino Underground, is of course. That dude's remarkable. And if you've seen him, he's as skinny as a rail back in the, his early PWG days with long hair looking stupid to what he has become. That guy's got it. He can work on his promos a little bit. I'm sure that's going to come along. But he's so athletic. Have you, I mean, if you ever seen him do the, the double moonsault? Crazy. Like, who like, does this stuff? It's, honestly, it's the reason I watch Lucha Underground right now. He's amazing. So, he did double moonsault. He's just like a, a ridiculous... He's just got a ridiculous moveset. Um, last on my list is Adam Cole. Um, and I think a lot of people forget about Adam Cole. Adam Cole was, he's injured right now. Uh, he was PWG champion for like a year. Uh, down with Mount Rushmore, which is the Young Bucks and Kevin Steen. Uh, you know, he was, he's in ROH, but he's out. But he's got the look. He's got the long hair. He's got the arrogant douchebaggy attitude. <laughs> if anybody's seen him in his, his pro wrestling guerrilla matches, and he has a crowd chant with him, suck my dick. And it, it works. The guy, he's got it written all over him. He's my number five. I don't know if he'll ever make it, but those are my five guys who could be there if they get to do their thing. Otherwise, I don't want to see him the next. Time. I mean, we seen we seen Kevin make the jump, so I mean, it's open to possibilities. It but is. our our list isn't too different. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, starting at the top of my list, I have the Young Bucks. I have them at one. The WWE. The WWE just tag team division is hurting so bad right now is that i think nxt really needs to pack in tag teams right now and that's why the young bucks are number one they're the best tag team in the world they are the rockers all over again and it's something that fans need something that fans deserve to see on a mainstream level i i the the young bucks don't need to go NXT needs the Young Bucks. It's that, it's that serious. Like, they need to break the bank and, and really get these kids. So that's one. Two, Samoa Joe. I've watched a lot since you told me about him. And, you know, I've seen him, obviously, in some of his work and all this stuff. I was like, yo, I really never paid attention to this. I needed it. I, I needed, like, a crash course. And for a big dude... He can work. Like I'm telling you. you know, I don't know how he does it. Like how he's like freakishly athletic. Like it, it's just mind boggling. And then watching him against Briscoe in the match and finally it hit the web like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, yeah, this is it. This guy's ready. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind seeing him do an NXT run. Like I want to see him dominate. And it's something they got to build. Like I don't want to see him come into the main roster and they try to fit him in like Rusev or something like that. Like, I don't want him just like, oh, what do we do with him? Let's give him a girl and tell Cena to fight him for the sake of America. We don't need that. No, build him as not Lesnar, but Lesnar-esque. Did you ever build see him as dominant? Did you ever see him in TNA? Yeah, that's where I saw him before. Joe's going to kill you? Like, when he yeah. was undefeated, that was that's the thing you got to do. That's what you have to yeah. do. And, and I want to see him just dominate NXT. Just yeah. run through everyone and just be the most dominant champion in their history and then bring him up from there. Indeed. So I think he's perfect for that. Um, Uha Nation makes mine, even though because he hasn't debuted yet. Yeah. yeah, he's going to be there, but I want to see him in NXT for the simple fact of I want to see him build a character. I want to see them build a black character. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. I want to see him do it the right way. I want to see his promos. I want to see how he works. I want to see that portion of him, and, and I hope they don't mess it up. Four Prince Puma. 
I talked about single-handedly made me a Lucha Underground fan. Love to see him work. Crazy athletic. Has the build and the physique and, and just the look of someone who's special. Yeah. Add him. And then fifth, wasn't on your list, Red Dragon. Tag team. Tag team, tag team, tag team, tag team. If I can find more, the Briscoes. Tag team, tag team. Go out and get these guys. There's no reason that the indie tag teams and ROH tag teams blow you out of the water. And you are the best wrestling promotion in the world. Their third best tag team is better than anyone you have. And that is ridiculous. That's true. And you know, it's just, just funny note here. I look at Red Dragon and then I watch the Vaude Villains on NXT and I'm like, that's Red Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Red that Dragon. Is, that's it. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Like, but that is good. Yeah, the Vaude Villains are not. Like, if you give Red Dragon that gimmick, because Red Dragon is not a ton of personality, it's all look and, and style and, and great ring ethic. That's them. Um, yeah, those guys can go. Yeah, yo, I'm telling you, just wash the, the tag team division, bring in those three tag teams from ROH if you can, and just start anew. And you have Lucha Dragons who are dope. Uh, I like Enzo. Oh, yeah. Yo, Enzo got it on the mic. Yeah, so, I mean, was. I love that tag team. And push them and, and just go with something fresh, something new, and just revamp the division. So, that's my pound-for-pound pound list. We heard yours. When we mm-hmm. come back, we're talking UFC. Got a big card coming up this weekend. This card, in my opinion, is better than the pay-per-view card. Not anymore. There's been injuries. We'll oh, talk about God. it. We're talking about it when we come back. He just keeps breaking my heart. Sorry, Stay man. tuned. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. All right, all right, welcome back. We told you we're talking UFC. I told you Andreas is going to make me cry again. He is like the bearer of bad news on this show. Like, why do you just keep bringing bad news to the show? Just black cloud following you. Facts only, man, facts only. Who Who's breaking my heart this week in the UFC Newark card? So, you know, you got UFC on Fox, Machida and Rockhold. Unfortunately, it's not the main event. It's the fight I wanted to see. Uh, Romero is out against Jacare. Oh, yeah. And he's been replaced by Chris Camozzi, who was, you know, given his walking papers not too long ago, but they needed a late replacement, so now he's fighting Jacare. So now the middleweight division is just all screwed up. Because Romero, Jacare, like, I figured whoever looked better was going to get the next middleweight title shot. Easy. I thought the same. Now what? Jacare's going to walk into it? Like, just just be gifted it? But, I mean, Machida and Rockhold in the main event. If Rockhold beats Machida, which is plausible... The, then does Rockhold get it over Jacare? Yeah, Rockhold has to go. And I think Rockhold, like, not to get too far off subject, but I think he's the type of guy that would be able to beat Chris Weidman. He's got tools. The, he has the tools. He has the size. Yeah. He has everything where Weidman isn't imposing in the octagon. And you know my stance on Weidman and the injuries and it catching up to him. Rockhold would be the guy to expose that. I think they're very similar and Weidman just did it better before. But with the injuries, I think it could even play with it. Interesting. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see Rockhold and Machida fight. Because we don't know, and it's become, you know, this, this the mystery box of Machida. We don't know which Machida's going to show up. Yeah. And get ultra-aggressive on you if he feels like it. It's when he wants to. Yeah, and when he does, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah. So, I love the main event. Machida and Rockhold, I've been waiting for this and just praying somebody didn't get hurt. Um, but then Romero goes down, and I wanted to see Romero and Jacare so bad because Romero, he's old, he's 39, he's an Olympic wrestler, he's a beast, his ridiculous muscular frame, his conditioning is in question. We saw what happened in the Tim Kennedy fight. 
We got that, Rodman came eight. back. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and I just wanted to see him get his shot. And now he's on the bench, and, you know, and Chris Camosa gets to fight, and then the card loses a lot of luster. But that's like the story of the UFC this year. It is, but there's great fights on that card still. Max I mean, Holloway and Cub Swanson. What a fight. Like, Cub needs this one. He does, after opinion. what happened with Frankie. Yeah, Cub, Cub needs this one. This hey. is a bounce back, and Holloway's not going to just let him take it. He's a kid, man. He's just getting better. Yeah, like, it's that's an interesting fight, because this has real... Like movement in the division, like yeah. this, this has weight to it. Yes, the featherweight division needs, you know, some movers and shakers because you know at the top of this division you got Chad Mendes and you got Conor McGregor and you got mm-hmm. Frankie, you got Uriah. I mean, you got great fighters, but now you need, you know, Cub Swanson. We thought because he went on a great run, beating up Seaver, beating up. I mean, he's just tearing through guys and then granted Frankie Edgar tore him apart. Yeah. So he's got a lot to prove. And Max Holloway is one of those young kids that you watch him develop. After getting beat by Dustin Poirier, Holloway's become a different fighter. And, and Poirier, to be fair, you know, he had a good run. Oh, he's just, And, and yeah. he's going to be legit At with the weight gain. Yes, so it, it, it wasn't a bad loss, a bad fighter. He just took, you know, he took a loss on that night to someone who just happened to be during, in the middle of his great run. So both of these guys have something to prove. We, we look at the women's division. Felice versus Paige. Yeah, it, you know, it's like they try to say it's the battle of the beauties. Um, yeah, these guys but, get down. I mean, yeah. what? And, and Paige, I think, will have the edge in this fight, even though Felice is, Felice is solid. It's muscular frame, but she didn't look too hot in the Ultimate Fighter. No, no. Um, she, I've seen her look better, but once again, the house gets to you. Yeah, the environment gets to you. It's going to be good. This is when we get to see them. Paige this is when we Zan- get to see them yeah. in their normal environment, training for each other and preparing. And... You know what? I, I don't want to say Paige is just a pretty face and everything. She can fight, no, she but doesn't. she is young, insanely young, and she is not even anywhere near her prime. She is six years out of her prime. It's true. So it's rough to come into these environments and, and just expect her to win all the time. She's going to hit that learning curve. She will, but I don't think it'll be against Felice. I think she'll get over on Felice. And, and they need it because they gave Paige the, the endorsement for true. that division. They have, I mean, yeah, look at her. And yeah. I'm not saying look at her because she's just a looker, but I'm saying yeah. look at her. She can. She's a fighter. She can go. Um, but I mean, you even move to the prelims where, you know, uh, yeah, you got Jim Miller there. I'm interested in this old Vince Prue and uh, Patrick Cummins fight. I think that will be fight at night. I don't, I, but I think I'm interested in it. I, I think Patrick Cummins is the real deal. I th- you think so? I think he's the real deal. I don't know. OSP is, uh, is pretty OSP's damn good. OSP has been good. He's going to. Cummins will stop him in a second. You're nuts. All right, we'll ho- you holler me next week. because No, I will. All I-, I have is Patrick Cummins getting beat up by Daniel Cormier in my head right now. Everyone who's listening, when this happens on Saturday, tune in to Andreas' Twitter feed. I am going to blow it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Cummins. CM knocking. Punk pipe bomb equivalent Sorry. of just tearing up your Twitter feed. You, you're on one. You're on Ziggler, and now you're saying Patrick Cummins is going to knock out OSP? He's going to stop him. Like, he's not going to knock him out cold. He's Cut it out. Ground Cut, Cut it out. Moving on. There's Cummins, another... real stop. deal. Cut it out. Not happening. There's another fighter on this card who I'm very interested in. It's Aljamain Sterling. Um, Sterling is a great... He's fighting Mitsugaki, which is a good, a perfect fight for him. And he's one of those guys who I can kind of see... He's got a lot of tools, man, and and great interview like, too. Yeah, like talking to the guy, like he, he's if he can put it together, I think he will. He can. He really has a package they can sell. And this is the perfect guy to fight. Mitsugaki is a sturdy fighter. He's no pushover. He's not going to let you do whatever you want. He's going to make you work for it. Yeah, and they're not rushing him, no. which is good. 
and, and Aljamain Sterling, I'm very interested in seeing that. Um, and, you know, you got Diego Brandao in the, in the fight pass. It's, it's a good card, and it's much better to see this for free and then having to pay for the Mighty Mouse card shortly after this. Which is crazy. Like, you just... This is a way better free card, top to bottom, than the pay-per-view. It's upsetting. I, I don't know who's going to buy that pay-per-view. You know what makes it worse? If the UFC went back to doing events once a month, I can justify saying, you know what, I haven't seen a fight in a while, I'm going to pay for this. But with the abundance of cards, the hell am I going to pay to see that card for? Yeah, it's, it's sandwiched between two better cards. So yeah, what are we let's stop it? What are we after paying that? money for? People are about to shell out a hundred dollars the week after this. Yeah, they're supposed to pay sixty for that card, it's and crazy. you know, bless their hearts. I, I want to see the fights. Mighty Mouse, cool dude. I like seeing him fight. He's gonna tear him apart. Sick. Wake me up when he fights Dodson. Besides that, he's running through people. Yeah. So so that card is amazing. I always want to run somebody. I don't know if you've noticed if you knew what happened. Uh, Phil Davis is signed with Bellator. Oh yeah. He's just going to bore people to death on national TV now. I, this is Free weird. TV. This is such a strange thing for me. He was still top five, right? I'm not, like, losing my mind. Yeah, I mean, he, he beat Glover Teixeira. Yeah, he didn't slip from the top five no, ranking. And he got tooled by Anthony Johnson, but, I mean, who's not going to beat by Anthony Johnson? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, for, well, to sign Phil Davis, right, and to call it a coup for Bellator, Phil's got to bring something to the table. And what Phil is not bringing to the table is excitement. He is not exciting at all. And I like Phil. I think he's a good fighter. His stand-up is a work in progress forever. But the fact that he signed with Bellator, I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, now what? Who, like, what are you going to do? Back with Tito Ortiz? Yeah. No, and, and, no and, thank you. I mean, they're going to try to get Rampage back and match him up with Rampage. You got King Mo there. Was it King Mo was the heavyweight? I mean, you got... um. I mean, you could move uh, him back down 205. I mean, Phil... <sighs> He just lays on people. Hold up, there's a lot of black dudes at the top of the light heavyweight division <laughs> in Bellator right now. Hey, in, in both. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, crazy. you got DC, you got Jones, you got oh, Rumble. All the, yo, the black men love, you know. Hey. All right. I, I just, yo, you know, I, this was just, it just popped in my head. I was, you said all these names. I was like, it's a lot of black Right men. now, I weigh 217. So if I had to fight, you, oh, I'm you fighting 205 too. Like, you know, we get that check. Yo, I'm yeah. telling you, yo, like every everybody played football or played sports collegiately. Everyone's about 205. Like me and DC are the exact same size. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the Phil Davis sign, again, you know, he lost to Ryan Bader, which I didn't see coming. But, you know, he ended his contract and I kind of figured he'd just sign, re-signed with the UFC. Bellator, I just don't see Bellator doing anything. They're cutting anything. the check because is he going to be anywhere near a headliner in the UFC? I mean, no, but he was a formidable opponent. In Bellator, it's like... Is he going to be a champion in Bellator? I think he could. Can he not beat Tito? Anybody could beat Tito. A 39-year-old? I, I might be generous with 39, I by mean, the way. I, I'm not going to even spend time Googling his age. But <laughs> I, I'll give him 39 to be kind. And that's the guy you got to beat? That That's nothing. Be the face of a company, I guess. Take the checks and then come back and, and test your hand. I mean, because you got you know Liam McGeary at the top and uh, Emmanuel Newton's there, another black guy. And it's like... <laughs> I, it's just it's interesting where Phil fits into this. Now I'm wondering if Phil's been working on cutting his promos to make him more marketable because he was doing a pretty good job joking and, and poking at John Jones until Anthony Johnson beat his ass. He was doing a good job at yeah. needling and it, it started to work. So I wonder if he comes to Bellator and gets into some like you know boisterous rivalries with some of the guys. Can he sell some fights? I, I think he's 
going to be a draw for them. The question is, can he win three fights in a row, get the championship, and build an audience oh. to demand he- a better spot in the UFC? Because right now, he's not getting a title shot anytime soon. Why not? In the UFC? Oh, no. Okay, I'm sorry. So, yeah, you're right. So you go here. I'm you, sorry. Yeah, you, you go here. You, you build your audience. And then you have people clamor for you to go back to UFC, win one cupcake fight, and go, oh, Bellator's champion versus UFC champion. Because right now, he wasn't going to get a title fight anytime soon because he was going to get to a certain level and keep getting beat. Were you going to fight Gus and lose? You're going to fight DC and you're going to out-wrestle DC? He beat Gus, though. Right now. Right now, he's beating Gus? No, I just said he beat Gus. Okay, I'm just just saying. (laughs) Right now. Here's the funniest thing that you said. You said some funny shit tonight. Yo, it's, it's, I've been the on it. The funniest thing that you said just now is he's going to build his audience at Bellator. <laughs> no disrespect to Colgren and Bellator brand. He's not building anything at Bellator. I'm just going through his mindset. I don't think that's in Phil's mindset. He got a check. He could be champ. I don't think there's anything about building his brand because who... He has to be looking at the future and going back to the UFC. Maybe. He, he, what? He's not staying there. I just, no one, I don't know. no one stays there. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I Rampage yeah, well, just ran from there. I mean, Rampage has actively. Been I mean, but that's Rampage. Rampage, you know, pride, and he's done everything. He's a but, mercenary for for yeah, a paycheck. Yeah, he'll, he'll cut, cut the check. He'll cut the weight, and he's gonna fight. So, but Phil, on the other hand, I just don't know, man. Like, I don't know this uh, whole Bellator thing. Is the money's got to be good? Financial terms haven't been disclosed. So we got to, we won't know, but. Eh, Yo, that's like moving. It's, it's the equivalent of the guys who moved to LA to be an actor. <laughs> and you'd be like, "Yo, I just and don't cut it." And then you go back to your hometown with like 500 people and be like, "I'm big time. Yeah, I'm was, big city." I was like, an extra in the Starbucks commercial. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you see me on that Target commercial? I, I was right behind the register, third back. I was in that commercial with Seamus, that Kmart commercial. That was <laughs> I, I, nobody like, cares, man. Yo, and that's what he wants to be. You want to be the best guy in in the small town? Like, that's not the way to go. You can go there, you can get your confidence up, you can flirt with the chick who used to be a cheerleader, but now weighs 210 pounds, but she still thinks she's fly, she never gave you the time of day. You know, you guys, you, you know, talk a little bit, do adult things, you go back, you get your confidence up, you go back feeling like the man. That's what Bellator is. You go, you knock out Tito, be like, yo, I got hands now. Eh, all right. Feel good about yourself. Come back. Come back to the UFC. Think you have a buzz, even if it's false. And you got confidence in, you know, try to get that title picture. And go back to hugging people for four or five rounds. I don't know. I, I don't think he fights Tito Ortiz. Tito's not going to get that fight. You know? I just don't care. And I like Phil Davis. And chances are, I'm going to be completely honest, when he fights, I'll say I'm going to watch it and I'll forget because that's exactly what Bellator does to me. I say I'm going to watch it, and I forget every time. And then I have to catch it on my DVR later. I never watch it live. It's just it's just whatever. Before we get out of here, and uh, we're about to wrap up, thanks, everyone, for staying with us and listening and all the craziness I said. I'm sure you guys will let me know about Max, it on Twitter. Man, Kel's always saying some stupid shit. Hey, tell him about <laughs> it. Tell Kel how much stupid, like, the Yo, I much. make sense. That's what's so crazy about it is that I make sense. Like, I wanted you to be the co-host and I thought, you know, shit was going to be cool. And then you started saying stuff like Charlotte should wear a Ric Flair robe and get picked Yo, on. you should have known better. We, we know how the conversations went at yeah, USC you events. Dis- you disrespected Kendrick Lamar's album in our first show. Like, you, this- it's, it's not going to get any better. I don't know what you expect. 
But let me disrespect one other thing before I get out of oh, here. Jesus. This Conor McGregor tattoo, yo. You think I was going to get out of here without talking about Conor's tattoo? Tell me. The chest tattoo? You haven't seen the new tattoo? I'll, I'll give you a second. I'll, I'll talk. You do, do your thing on the computer. I'll, I'll tell the people about Conor's tattoo as you look it up, as they will. Conor McGregor got the UFC equivalent of a tramp stamp. It is the worst tattoo I have seen in an octagon in my life. And there's some stupid ones. He has a giant tiger over his stomach. I'm sorry. I, didn't I wouldn't see this. be surprised if the mouth of the tiger is his belly button. Never mind. I don't need to look at this. I know. I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's so ridiculous. What does this have to do with anything? Conor McGregor does whatever he wants. Yo, be it's. He better win. There's no tigers in <laughs> Ireland. Like, where are you getting the tiger from? It's Conor McGregor. You got an Asian-inspired tattoo on your chest and a tiger on your belly. You're trying to cover. Every type of continent, there is. Conor McGregor is an Old Spice commercial. Yo, he needs a, a Samoan tribal, like Roman Reigns. And then he needs some type of crazy hip-hop tattoo, like Lil Wayne's face on his thigh. Like he's young thug, professing his love. And then he'd have the perfect triumvirate of stupid tattoos. It's an Old Spice commercial. Like, you watch an Old Spice commercial and the ridiculous shit that happens in an Old Spice commercial, that's Conor McGregor. He has to win. He can't take two L's in this short period of time. Like, he talked all that trash. He went out and got a stupid tattoo. He can't come out and lose to Aldo, too. You're right. You're right. His girl will leave him. He'll be banished from Ireland. Yeah. He's got to win. He got to win. Oh, down with the stupid tattoos. I had to get that off of my chest. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. The Corner LSN is the Twitter handle. Also on Instagram, The Corner LSN. Uh, our personal Twitters. Mine is at Kel Dansby. Mine is at Andreas L. And yes, I want to thank everybody for listening to Kel's dumb shit. And come back next week because I'm sure there's going to be more dumb shit. I'll be back for more. Thanks for tuning in. We're out. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.